This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. Today we're going through the final couple of verses of Seneca's 28th letter. And uh, in these couple of verses, Seneca is doing his usual gift giving, and he's, he's giving us this quote from none other than Epicurus, as we would expect. And so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to dive in, I'm just going to read these verses, and then we'll kind of pick it apart and see what we can take away from it. So he says, quote, It is time to stop but not before I have paid duty. The knowledge of sin is the beginning of salvation. This saying of Epicurus's seems to me to be a noble one. For he who does not know that he has sinned does not desire correction. You must discover yourself in the wrong before you can reform yourself. Some boast of their faults. Do you think that the man has any thought of mending his ways who counts over his vices as if they were virtues? Therefore, as far as possible, prove yourself guilty. Hunt up charges against yourself. Play the part first of the accuser, then of the judge, last of intercessor. At times, be harsh with yourself. Farewell. End quote. So I, I get a lot out of these verses, you know, and this is a similar idea. I believe he actually talks about this idea elsewhere in his writings, this idea that, listen, if, if you're actually coming to me and you're saying, I need to be cured, I recognize my, my illness of the soul, you might say, then that's already half the journey. It's like, you know, you've already made that first step that is so vital to your improvement and your, your cure and here he's telling us the same thing, you know, like uh, you, you cannot be cured of uh, the illnesses of your soul. You cannot be cu- cured of your, your poor habits that you've fallen into in your life, uh, or perhaps that you've rushed into, as Seneca might say. Uh, you cannot be cured unless you first come to an understanding of those faults. And, you know, this is a difficult thing, right? Because it's, it's really, it's, it's not easy to gain the kind of self-awareness that you would need in order to actually come into an awareness of your faults, you know, and, and it's, it's not easy. And, 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 you know, this is why it's such a, you know, the examined life of the philosopher uh, or of the student of philosophy is it's something to attain. It's something to work towards. It's something to always be grappling with. How can I gain a clearer vision of the parts of myself that are in need of mending. And, you know, this is something that I kind of discuss with my clients often because I'll talk to them about how, you know, if if you are learning how to feel when your body, your mind, your soul, whatever you call it, is, is calling out to you and saying you're on the wrong path, if you can learn how to feel when you're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing or when you when you stray from the straight and narrow, you might say, uh, if you can learn what that feels like, and then if you can learn what it feels like to move in a better direction, right, to be to go to leave something behind that is not serving you and to move towards something that is better or that is best, 
you know, that's what I want people to learn how to do. And that, that takes sitting with yourself. It takes getting to know yourself. It takes watching yourself as if you don't know who you are. It takes getting a more sophisticated understanding of what is right and wrong and, and how you can move towards what is right. Uh, and, and, you know, this is, this is something that we all have to wrestle with in our own lives, you know. But Seneca is truly, clearly trying to say here, you know, uh, that, that this is an idea that is worth thinking about, that we should first come to an understanding of our faults and our sins, uh, and that is the path, as Epicurus says, to salvation. And that's a really interesting idea, right? The, the, the knowledge of one's sin is the, is the beginning of salvation. That's a massive claim to make, right? Salvation to be saved, right? To be saved. That's, uh, it, it's, it's an amazing idea. And, and you have to think about sin as well. What does that mean? Sin is an archery term. It means to miss the mark, right? To miss the mark. And so you might want to sit back in your life and think, you know, where am I missing the mark? And this is something that I got from Jordan Peterson that really changed my life and, and I hope will change yours as well. It's his idea of what prayer really is, you know, and his idea of what prayer really is, is, you know, why don't you sit beside your bed and you ask a question? The question that you ask is, what are all the things that I'm doing in my life right now that I know if I continue to do them down the line, it's going to bite me or it's going to stab me in the back or it's going to, you know, these are not serving me and down the line, they could really lead to more hell than heaven in my life. If you ask that question, and if you sit with yourself for a moment, and if you actually listen, and if you truly want to know the answer, you know, you'll get the feeling or you'll, you know, you'll start to see some answers like they'll immediately pop up to you. And you might do this right now. You ask yourself that question, what am I doing in my life right now that I know is not serving me and that I know will lead to uh, potentially devastating results in the future? Ask yourself that right now. If, if you're very lucky, maybe you'll get like one or two things pop up. If, if you're like pretty much everybody else, including me, you'll probably have like five to 10 things immediately present themselves to you, you know, like this, you should, you should fix this and you should fix this. It's like, we have that ability to pause, to reflect, to, to see what would be best for ourselves if we'll but take the time to stop and to sit and to be with ourselves and to learn to actually listen. And, and so I, th I think that this is, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with this idea that knowledge of one's sin is the beginning of salvation because you need to see something before you can fix it, right? You, you actually need to see uh, where you're going wrong. And so this is exactly why Seneca says, you know, that, I mean, by definition, uh, he who does not know that he has sinned does not desire correction, right? And so, you know, maybe we would like to desire correction. Maybe it would be good if we could actually learn how to see more of the ways that we could be corrected. Not in an extremely judgmental way. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily... Uh, see, Seneca says at the end that at times be harsh with yourself. I think at times you probably should. You know, there is a time and a place for saying to yourself and having a hard conversation and saying, I really need to change this. Otherwise, things are not going to be good. Right. But I don't think that we should uh, always be in that state of kind of harshness and tyrannizing ourselves. We should more often be, uh, you know, treating ourselves kindly and trying to learn what would be best for ourselves. You know, if you're going to leave some things behind, if you're going to move away from the, the ways that you are, uh, you know, missing the mark or not doing as well as you could, you might want to move towards something that would be better. 
And so, yeah, it would be good for us to learn how to truly desire, uh, you know, to be improved. And that kind of starts with this knowledge of the ways that you could be improved. And Seneca says something really interesting here. We all know these kinds of people. He says, some boast of their faults. Do you think that a man has any thought of mending his ways who counts over his vices as if they were virtues? Man, we all know people who clearly are boasting of their faults, you know, and and this is a perfect example. Seneca chooses the perfect example to show us that some people are so far on the wrong path that they don't even see that they're on the wrong path. And so they'll boast or they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be perfectly happy sitting where they are within their faults. And, you know, it's it seems to me like we should insert uh, an idea from Marcus Aurelius here, or this is, this is kind of a stoic, idea, really, that that if somebody is doing wrong, right, if they're clearly going down a bad path, right, perhaps it's not necessarily that they want to go down that bad path. Perhaps they're just ignorant to what would be better. You know, we all know people like that. And I mean, look, I am perfectly willing to admit that 20, 30 years from now, I'm probably going to look back at myself that I was now and think he was completely ignorant to all the ways that he was doing wrong. You know, there's probably things that I don't see at the moment. And it's hard to know how you learn how to see those. We've, we've already talked about that. But nonetheless, you know, there is this idea that, you know, if, if somebody's doing wrong, perhaps it's because they're ignorant to what they could be doing that would be better. And so Seneca suggests here, yes, yeah, some boast of their faults. You don't want to be that person. Uh, you don't want to be the fool who runs around boasting of their faults. And, you know, Seneca goes on to give us uh, really his own strategy for how we might come to a better understanding of, uh, of our faults. And I really like this. He says, Therefore, as much as possible, prove yourself guilty. Hunt up charges against yourself. Play the part first of accuser, then of judge, last of intercessor. So I think this is really interesting, right? What would it mean to prove yourself guilty, right? To prove. So you you need to go looking for things, right? You don't just be the person who sits there thinking, well, yeah, I'm probably fine. No, well, maybe you're probably not. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe if you spend a little bit of time, this is the examined life. Spend some time looking at yourself and and proving yourself guilty. Act as if you are guilty first and then prove it, right? Uh and and, and look, this this it's difficult because this is a technique that has such potential for us to take it down a really dark, terrible path where you just become so judgmental of yourself that you never give yourself a break. We always need to remember, I keep on saying it, uh, self-scrutiny plus self-kindness. Epictetus's great strategy for self-improvement. We need the kindness always, but this is a great idea. Prove yourself guilty. Take a look at yourself and say, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm say, a lawyer who is uh, against myself, right, trying to prove myself guilty, uh, what would I find? You know, let's just play a little mind exercise here. What would I find that I could possibly use as proof of my guilt? Uh, and then he says, you know, hunt up charges against yourself. He says, Play the part first of accuser, then of judge, last of intercessor. I love this, right? So accuse yourself. Well, perhaps you're not doing this right. Perhaps you're not doing this right. You know, uh, it, it means to to look at yourself and say, yeah, there's ways that you're messing up, right? By like, you, there's no way around that. Of course, there are things that you could be doing better. There is no perfection in life, right? Um, okay, so then then you might want to say, okay, once I've found some things that I know that I can improve, uh, then we move on to that second, which is of the judge. Okay, well, like, what is what is the outcome here? What is necessary? What should I change? How should I change it? You know, like what's what's going to be the thing that I move towards? You know, what's going to be the thing that I move away from? 
And then it's time to play the part of the intercessor. I actually had to look this word up. I had no idea what it means, but, um, you know, and we can talk about the, the translation, of course, but, but uh, you know, apparently what intercessor is, it's a person who intervenes on behalf of another, especially by prayer, you know, and so, and so, you know, go into work on behalf of yourself, you know, step in on behalf of yourself. This is, it's actually a beautiful way of thinking about it. And, prayerfully, you know, call it mindfully, whatever you want to call it, you know, like, and, and not that there's anything wrong with prayer, right? So it's a great technique to become mindful, to sit with yourself and to and to listen and to, to truly be in that moment listening to what would be important for you to hear, you know, but but be mindful and step in for yourself, you know, and, and, and I think it goes back to that idea of taking care of yourself as if you're somebody worth taking care of, right? Uh, because you have to think, you know, if if I understood that I was moving in a bad direction and if I knew that this was going to lead to terrible things in the future and if I knew that there was a way that I could actually, uh, you know, save myself from, from this, this way, well, doesn't that mean that you should then go and step in for yourself and, and act on behalf of, your, of the betterment of yourself? I mean, if you truly care about yourself, if you truly want... To, to have a flourishing existence and to 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 have a, a better internal world you know it's like wouldn't you want that for yourself to step in for yourself and mindfully and to be careful in your approach and to and to look after yourself I mean it, it's it's not clear that we're good to ourselves and this is what Bukowski the poet said he says he said we're not good to ourselves right and he was right one of the ways that we're not good to ourselves is that we, we actually don't decide to go to bat for ourselves. We don't decide to step in for ourselves and, and care for ourselves like the the individuals that we are and like the, 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 the people that we could be. And so that's why I love these verses. You know, Seneca really reminds us here in Epicurus too that we first need to understand our faults. Where are they coming from? What are they doing? But then care for yourself enough to actually go on that adventure of trying to save yourself. It's so important. So I'm going to leave that there. I really hope that this has been somewhat of a wake-up call for you, whether it's enlightened you to a few ways that you could improve, right, in a healthy way, uh, or whether it's moving you to that point where you say, yeah, I actually need to care for myself more. I need to look after myself better, and I'm going to start that today. I I want you to take something away from this that is important for you. But, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this episode anyway. And and, and as I said, uh, be mindful about these sorts of ideas, Uh, Be mindful about how they can transform you because that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to be transformed through these ideas that we're talking about with Seneca. So anyway, I'll talk to you in the next episode.